Blog Talk Radio. Get ready. There's a train of coming. You don't need no baggage. You just get on board. All you need is faith to hear the diesel's humming. You don't need no ticket. You just thank the Lord. I say you just thank the Lord. You just thank the Lord. So people get ready for the train to Jordan. Picking up passengers coast to coast. Faith is the key. Open the doors and board them. There's hope for all. Among those love the most You know they've been loved the most They've been loved the most A hopeless sinner who would hurt all mankind just to save his own. Have pity on those whose chances grow thinner. But there's no hiding place against the kingdom's throne. You know there's no hiding place. There's no hiding place. So people get ready There's a train of coming You don't need no baggage You just get on board All you need is faith To hear the diesel's humming You don't need no ticket You just thank the Lord I say you just thank the Lord you just thank the Lord That's why I'm here to say that I believe I believe We're gonna make it one day Brothers, I believe I believe I believe A true, true, Thank you. Thank you. Peace and blessings, peace and blessings. Welcome to another weekly edition to 
Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. I'm your co-host, Brother Youssef Muhammad, along with Brother Rudolph T. Muhammad, who will give us a welcome shortly. And you know we begin all things in the name of the Most High God, the Beneficent, the Merciful, the Architect of the Universe, the Creator of the Heavens and the Earth, and all that's in between. As a student of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, under the divine leadership of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, we can never thank Allah enough for his merciful intervention in the affairs of men that we would be here this day, February 4th, 2022. Again, we welcome you. We welcome you. All our first-time listeners, welcome, welcome, welcome. All of our consistent and constant listeners and supporters, we thank all of you for the honor of your ear and the privilege of your presence. Today, we're excited to have with us uh, today a sister is no stranger to our community, but she will, uh, we will go into her background uh, very shortly and then get right into her expertise, her intellectual uh, acumen, if you will, but also her beautiful spirit to see that our community is better today than it was yesterday. So I'm going to get out of your way. That sounds like a rhyme. Yesterday, get out of your way. And bring on our dear brother, more than capable co-host, Brother Rudolph T. Muhammad, who will take us further into the program. Brother Rudolph, assalamu alaikum, sir. The floor is yours. Wa alaikum salam, sir. I pray everyone can hear me, and I'm coming through loud and clear. We yes, sir. We begin all things in the name of the Most High, the one true and living God the Alpha, the Omega, the I am that I am, the all in all, the grand architect of the universe, that one that is responsible for all that was, is, and ever will be. We thank Allah for appearing to us in the divine person of Master Farid Muhammad. We thank him for traveling 9,000 miles here, to the shores of North America to seek and save you and I who were hopelessly lost, counted out, considered nobody at all, talking about the black man and woman of America. We thank him for looking deep into the bowels of America, the belly of the beast, and he found one, saw him, and raised one up from the muck and the mire. And he did that right here geographically where I am talking to you from today, from Detroit, Michigan. Black Bottoms, Detroit, they used to call it. And he raised up our brother, the champion of truth, the risen Christ, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. And we thank both of them for empowering one, raising one, educating, teaching, and training one, and then backing one to show forth and prove their power. We're talking about our little brother, the heavyweight champion of the world, That one that speaks truth to power regardless to who or what 
we're talking about the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So in those three great names, we greet you, the family of Muhammad, the well-wishers of Muhammad, the supporters of Muhammad, and even the detractors of Muhammad. We wish you peace and paradise of as-salamu alaykum. salam, sir. I'm going to stop right there and turn it back over to Brother Yusuf because we have a power pack program. You heard that, Brother Yusuf? Power pack program um, for you today. We have a guest waiting in the wings who is ready to spread her wings and to get right into it. She's going to soar. So I suggest that you have your tape recorder and be ready to press play. Have whatever mode or medium you use to collect information because she's going to be dropping it like, uh, well, we'll stop right there. You know, she's going to be dropping. <laughs> yes, sir, Brother Rudolph. Turn it back over to you, Brother Yusuf. My pleasure. Look, brothers and sisters, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, let me just lay uh, some some ground rules here that you know for our first-time listeners here at Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. We want you to become self-reliant in taking appropriate action in response to any emergency. Like the uh, gospel singer Hezekiah Walker or the sister-sister group Mary Mary would sing, we need you to survive. This program mm-hmm. uh, promotes public awareness and engages in public outreach to inform, to educate, and to train all people in how to best prepare for, respond to, and recover from all emergencies. Our objective is to ensure that everyone has a reasonable working knowledge of disaster preparedness and to help you to determine the best choices in any emergency response, to avert danger, and to save lives. Our vision here on Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness is that each individual citizen, including every capable man, woman, and child, understand their personal responsibility for the safety of themselves, their family, their neighbors, and the overall well-being of the larger community. Now, with that being said, it gives me great pleasure to read a brief bio of our special guest uh, this afternoon, our dear sister, Sister Larray Muhammad. She's the author of a book entitled Black Integration, A Failed Social Experiment. The book examines the failure of integration to address the social issues facing blacks in America. Sister Larray is a mother, a grandmother. She was born in Harlem, New York, and raised in Queensbridge houses. She received her Bachelor of Arts degree from Queens College, City University of New York in Sociology and Political Science with a concentration in international politics. She received her master's degree in social work from Stony Brook's Health Science Center, the State University of New York. She is licensed in the state of New York as a social worker, therapist. She retired from the social service field after 30 years. Sister Lorraine Muhammad 
wants to use her education and experience to provide basic mental health information for her community. The community needs a plan to address black mental health. This should reduce the impact of America's domestic politics and its economic decline. Stockholm syndrome has to be understood as the root cause of PTSD, anxiety, depression, drug abuse and alcoholism, etc. Healing is impossible while coexisting with the perpetrators of the trauma. Separation must be considered as the solution for blacks in America. This is a brief bio of our dear sister. I hope we didn't embarrass her because we know her personally as also the wife of our dear brother, brother student minister, Abdul Hafiz Muhammad, who transitioned a few years ago as a result of the pandemic. May Allah be Mm -hmm. pleased with him forever and forever. So without further delay, let us bring to the microphone our dear sister, Sister Lorey Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum, ma'am. Happy Savior's Day and welcome. Well, alaikum salam. Happy Savior's Day to everyone. I would like to thank um, my host for inviting me, Brother Rudolph and Brother Yusuf Muhammad, to discuss this timely subject of black mental health. Now we have to, where, where, should, we, where should we begin at the beginning, right? Okay. That's right. Go right yes, ahead, my dear Stockholm, sister. I'm going to give you a foundation of Stockholm Syndrome because most people will not understand what it is. But basically, Stockholm Syndrome is what happens between the captive and the captor as a result of the hostage taking. We know that when somebody takes a hostage, it's usually a very uh, violent encounter. And even though it's a violent encounter, a bond is created between the victim and the captor. And the longer the person remains in captivity, the stronger the bond. So this may sound strange, but people can become um, tied to the captor in a matter of weeks. So we've been here for 467 years. So you know the bond between us and our captives are very, very intermingled. Um, We have feelings of love, sympathy, empathy, and the desire to protect our captives. Now you say, oh, no, I don't want to protect my captives, but there's a lot of people who do want to protect their captives. This is the reason why so many of us are willing to get up and go to war and fight for America, because we perceive their threat as our threat. And so Mm -hmm. our mindset is so intertwined with the broader community, it's very difficult for us to distract ourselves, but we're going to have to do so. The hostage may feel negative uh, feelings towards people who even want to rescue them. Now, the the job of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan was to rescue us from the fall of America. And the reason why we've been so hostile to them is because we've fallen in love with our captives. So anybody who threatens that relationship, we perceive to be an enemy. Now, as time has gone on, more and more of us are seeing the need to leave, but the reality is we have to accelerate the pace. 
because America is going down and going down quick. Because every single day they have a natural disaster, not every other day, every single day, to the point where they don't even cover all of the natural disasters. You have to go online and look for them. I remember I was looking for some information and came across the fact that, like, California had, like, four earthquakes in a matter of a seven-day period. They didn't say aftershocks. They said earthquakes. Mm-hmm. This is something that was told to the broader community. So we're walking around here thinking that, oh, everything is good, but everything the Honorable Elijah Muhammad told us what happened to America is happening in front of our eyes. So we as a group that have experienced extreme trauma and we've lived with extremely being terrorized by America over the generations, we have generational trauma, we have vicarious trauma, which is a trauma that I experience when I'm watching someone else be injured, and my physical trauma. So all of these things make it very difficult for us, even though you say, well, if somebody's beating you, why won't you leave them? Because it becomes such an enmeshed relationship. Like I said earlier, it's very difficult for us to pull ourselves away because we don't understand the emotional and psychological bond that we have with the people who've been abusing us. And so it further deepens when we are living right next door to them. And anybody who said trauma, the first thing they tell you is you have to get away from the person who's causing the trauma in order for you to heal. And that's the reason why we have never healed, because we've been here all of this time. So even though the agenda of the American government has changed over time, we still are their captives. And so we are in an emotionally charged situation for a long time. That causes Stockholm Syndrome. Being in a shared space with the hostage taker with poor conditions, i.e. not having enough food, physical, and uncomfortable space, that also contributes. When the hostages are dependent on the hostage taker for basic needs, when there's a threat to life, we cling to the hostage taker as a means of survival, abuse, sexual, physical, emotional, emotional, domestic abuse, can lead to confusing emotional bonds between the victim and the abuser. And we know we fit into all of these as a, as a result of our being here in America. So even though they freeze us, they, they never let us go. And so we went from slavery into Jim Crow, mass incarceration is what we're dealing with now, as well as integration. So all of these things, we, we are thinking, okay, they're going to be better, they're going to be nicer for generations. They're going to be better, they're going to do better, but they have not. So, but because we have such an enmeshed relationship with them, it's difficult for us to pull ourselves away. And right now, they're in a situation, they're getting ready to go to war. They're downplaying it somewhat, but the Russians, the Americans, and the Chinese are about to go to war. Now, we mm-hmm. know basically that is going to further degrade their, their situation in America. So we have to think about how can we save our nation from the decline of their nation? Because if we are so enmeshed with them, we're going to send our children to fight. We're going to work to ensure that the empire remains intact. We're forgetting that the fall of the empire frees the slaves. So we, have, we can't join in and participate in the maintenance of the empire that God has decided to destroy. Any questions? Beautiful. I would like to. I would like to, you know, I like questions more than just 
just talking. Okay, well, I know Brother Rudolph is full of questions, but please allow <laughs> me just to rebound off of what I heard. So beautiful, Brother Rudolph. She came out the block hot, brother. You said you warned <laughs> us. You cautioned us, brother. Sister Lorraine Muhammad, thank you so much for laying that base on the Stockholm Syndrome uh, uh, peculiar relationship between the captor and the captive. You know, it reminds me of a scripture that you and your husband uh, and I used to talk about. And, you know, of course, we're all familiar with it in the studio. By the waters of Babylon, when we laid down, oh, Lord, how we wept. When we remembered Zion Oh yes they carried us away To captivity And required of us a song How can you sing a holy song In a strange land Wow So that was the first thing That came to my mind The second was When uh, Minister Malcolm X Was the uh, spokesperson For the most honorable Elijah Muhammad he used to use this uh, analogy that would say our history. Well, first of all, he would use the words of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad that of all our studies, history is best qualified and most attractive to reward our research. And then he would he would tie up his point by saying our history is our memory, and mm-hmm. our memory is our mind. So if we don't know our history, we don't have a memory. And if we've lost our memory, we've lost our minds. And all the more reason of why we need to talk about what you're here to talk about today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Also, there's another sister who I knew, Sister Dr. Patricia Pat Newton, who was uh, the president of the Black Psychiatrist. She passed away a year or so ago, man. I'll be pleased with her. Yes, sir. But mm-hmm. when I used to use the PTSD, she it's said no. She said no. It's not a disorder. It's a syndrome. And there's mm-hmm. a difference. You know, the syndrome yeah. deals with the cause and effect. The disorder doesn't go to the root as you went to the root. So um, when you said to get away from the person who causes you trauma, that also we remember hearing the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan various times use uh, a marriage going bad where mm-hmm. you know, the wife stays in that relationship. And uh, so I just wanted to rebound from your beautiful uh, starting from the beginning and giving us that Stockholm Syndrome, and I'll let Brother Rudolph Come with the questions, Brother Rudolph. Thank you, Sister Lorraine. Praise be to all. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, man. All right, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with the easy questions, and then they're gonna get progressively more intertwined. Yes, Here's sir. the easy one. Here's the easy one. All right. So now, as we were talking earlier about the fact that in every state across the United States, mental health facilities have been and are being closed. And so with that being said, then there is nowhere to take those who are quote unquote deemed or um, labeled as mentally ill. They're just now let 
back into society amongst everyone. Mm-hmm. How do we deal with that on a, I mean, in real time, on a day-to-day basis, communities, with all, everything that's going on, so much going on, but I don't think that mental illness has not affected one of our families that's on this line. Um, where does a person first begin to go to get help once they realize that a member of their family has been afflicted with mental issues, mental health okay. issues? First thing the person needs to do is get a complete physical. You need to check to make sure what you perceive to be a mental health issue is not a diet, a, a vitamin deficiency. It, they've done studies and found out depression can be linked to a poor diet. So a lot of times what we're thinking is mental health might actually be physical. Anytime you see a therapist, the first thing they want to know is have you had a complete physical? Because a lot of these things can be rooted out just with determining if that person is getting enough proper food. Many of us are eating um, junk food, and as you know, with junk food, there's no nutritional value to junk food. When you start eating proper food, that helps your body to think properly. And so many of us are in situations in food deserts. We're in places where we're not getting the proper food. We don't know what food we should be eating to address different issues. Um, they They did a study a while back, maybe 10 years ago, and they found out that people who thought they were aging and having symptoms of aging actually had a B12 deficiency. So a lot of the things that we're perceiving as mental health might also be connected to not having proper diet, which reduces stress. And when you exercise, you're also taking in more oxygen into your lungs. That also is beneficial. All of these things that's reducing the stress. Your focus, the, the less stress you have on your body, the more clearly you can think and the more clearly you can reason. We want to be involved in positive relationships, not people and things that drag us down. We need to focus more on, uh, less on the television, which is not always sending the best message to everybody. So a lot of the things that we're, we're involving ourselves in, they're swine for physical swine and they're mental swine. So we need to remove ourselves from those mental swines and those things that also cause deterioration of the mind. We need to be developing ourselves into things that are higher thought. We should not be living on a low level. When you're living from the waist down, you're going to have a certain reality. When you're living from the neck up, you have a different reality. And what happens in our society, they want us to focus on TV shows, which are low, and the music, which is low. So when we remove ourselves from the navel down and start focusing from the neck up, a lot of our mental health issues will resolve themselves. So we need fresh air. We need exercise. We need positive relationships. We need positive intake into the brain, not negative intake. Because the things that you do as far as activity has an impact on your brain. People don't think like that, but it does. Even the way you think injure your brain. And a lot of our people don't even know those basic things. There's a lot of things that can resolve without a physical institution. They've decided, they also have decided that talk therapy works better than medication. And most people don't know that. They think, oh, I'm taking meds, I'm good. 
Meditation is only to stabilize you for a few minutes while you get to the therapist. But because they don't have enough therapists, they, they just give you the pill and send you on your way because you don't have, you don't have medication. I mean, you don't have any um, insurance. And if you're, you do have insurance, it might not cover mental health. So if you don't have insurance, they don't even want to be bothered with you. But they find that talk therapy can even help somebody with schizophrenia. So we have to establish our own mechanisms to ensure our people get the treatment that they need. Once we decide what we want to do as a group, we can do anything we want because we already have the staff. The only thing is that we're directing our staff are working in other places. Like people say, oh, we don't have a lot of social workers. We do, but they're working in local government. They're working in state government. They're working in federal government. So once all of these things empty out, you'll have all the stuff that you need to do whatever you need to do. And so we have to focus on tying our ropes. And once we tie our ropes and we're looking at a goal and we're looking at a focus of helping our people, getting the job done will not be as difficult as you think. A lot of us are really just struggling because of the thoughts that we're thinking. And then think about this. Those of us who are in Islam, we know what we're looking at. It's difficult for us to keep our balance when we know that America is falling. So how do you think that's affecting people that don't have an idea that America was supposed to fall, and they're witnessing the fall but not understanding it and being able to put it in its proper place and context? So all of these things play into the mental health of the people. Mm-hmm. Excellent. 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 Now, 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 Brother Yusuf and Sister Lorraine, if you forgive me, I need to break down yeah. what you just said. Uh, all right, for those of us who, you know, uh, digest information a little differently than others, you know, Brother Yusuf, just keep this list. Keep this list. So she said one of the first things that you have to do is get a complete physical. Mm -hmm. Then she spoke about diet. Now, that diet, not just food, family, talking about physical food, but we're also talking about what you open your mind to, those things that you allow to go into your conscious and subconscious mind that you feed off of daily, i.e., those various Netflix shows, um, these various uh, uh, um what they call reality shows, um, you know, these called ciphers that we um, ingratiate ourselves to with the people that's leading them, that they're 24 carat in the wrong direction. Let's just put it that way. So I just wanted to uh, just put that that way, Brother Yusuf. No, beautiful, Brother Rudolph. Thank you for uh, breaking it down for, for the way I think. And uh, Sister Lorraine, so beautiful about, you know, uh, the physical, the proper exercise, the fresh air. You know what came to my mind was when you were, when you were talking about less TV, less music, the mental swine, the de- deterioration of the mind. Of course, that came to my mind because it rhymed, right? You know, I can't help myself. Right. Right, when you said that. But when you talked about the positive impact on the brain, you know what I thought about, Brother Rudolph? I don't know, you know, when we uh, assess 
a human being who may have uh, accidentally gotten hit by a baseball bat or mm. may have gotten in a car accident. What do they call that? Force blunt trauma or tra- uh, yes, sir. Uh, blunt yes, sir. force trauma? Blunt that's force what I trauma. About. A concussion. You know, that's yes, what sir. I really thought about, Sister LeRae, because it's gotten that bad, particularly when you attach it onto what you're saying that, you know, the 85%, they don't even know that they're in, you know, we're all engaged in this fall of America as we've been taught by the Most Honorable mm-hmm. Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So one might think, you know, it's a slow deterioration of watching these reality shows or listening to this kind of music that you're listening to, which is all really synthetic vibrations. It's not positive vibrations. Right. Um, um, so, so that's what came to my mind that forced blunt trauma. It's not, it's not, it's not even slow today. Like you said, disasters mm-hmm. and calamities are happening every day, or as they say in the street, all day, every day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, thank you for sharing that. Um, let me see. Was it was it one more thing? I know you talked about tying the rope, and and we know about tying the rope where, you know, it has to be a collaboration. Everybody has a gift, a talent, a skill, some knowledge and abilities. But if you're doing it individually, you may fall, find yourself falling short. But if we all tie our ropes together, we'll have what we need. We've been given all we need. We just have to see it. Because, again, uh, Brother Rudolph knows, and you do, uh, you do as well, Sister LeRae, that I've had relationships with the black social workers, the black psychiatrists, the black psychologists, the all mental healers, uh, health alliance. But, you know, it's two things with that. Like you said, when they're attached to other agencies, they're not free enough to do what it is almighty God really wants them to do because they can only go so far without, you know, relying on other folks to sanction them to do what it is that they do. And Brother Rudolph has been in the forefront of telling them to hell with that. We've already been given what we've been given. Let's just go ahead and tie our ropes and make it happen. Not to mention, even though they might have black in front of their name as an organization, you know, mm-hmm. the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, we 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 got leprosy, you know. We we black, mm-hmm. we white people in black skin, you know. Yes, and uh, I used to say it, uh, 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 brother Rudolph. We're either uh, uh, Afro Saxons or Negro Peans, but let's tell the <laughs> truth so we can go ahead and get this thing cracking. So, sister, thank you, thank you, brother Rudolph. I know you got another question, so go right ahead, brother. Yeah, yeah. Let me just focus it right. We are doing the Al Joseph all over again. Have mercy. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, that's something you can research. Oh, it sounds like we have someone um, on the line. Welcome to Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. To whom do we have the pleasure of speaking, and how may we be of assistance to you? Well, assalamu alaikum to my two brothers. Wa alaikum I know this voice. This and is coming to from my Virginian, brother. Virginian. Yes, to my sibling, Rudolph Muhammad. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yo, brothers, I'm going to tell you, man, my heart is so full and my eyes is glazed, and I text all of that to everybody. I get excited when you guys are on the line. I'm not going to keep you because I want to hear what everybody got to say and, I'm, and the responses that Allah has put in your hearts and your mind. I love y'all, beloveds. <laughs> Thank you, pal. Uh, for everyone, that, that's my brother. That's my little brother right there. He and, and brother Yusuf, he's down in your way now. He's in uh, Virginia Beach. Um, oh, well, we have to connect, brother. That's right. Absolutely. Hood, absolutely. Yes, sir. Absolutely, brother. I didn't know you were so close. Hey, I didn't know greatness was so close to me. <laughs> oh no, all praise is due to a lot. Don't put that on me, brother. <laughs> but, but just uh, while he's on the line though, just for the family to know, now he grew up in Bethel Savison, served in the United States Army, um, and he's now down in Virginia. Um right. in where we grew up at, the area that we grew up in and the time that we grew up there um, this is during, well, well, we're all roughly around the same age, so we know what was going on in New York City. But I can't tell you how many partners we had that we grew up with that, I, I, I'm going to use this phrase uh, just to describe the, the, the situation. Just, just one day, just woke up and just bugged out. They just wigged out on us, and they were just never the same again. <laughs> Yes, brother. Yes, yes. And, 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 you know, and, and then when wanna... we think about it, they were unraveling right in front of our eyes over the years. But you know, we just yo, that's that's just neck. Oh, he's just crazy, man. He's just crazy like that. But you know, it was a slow deterioration that we weren't even aware of until it just mm-hmm. hit tilt one day. And so, how much of this is going on? still going on on a regular basis around us. Is that a question? Well, I tell you so, what, and Sister LeRae so, probably so, could, could, could I, I look forward to hearing from her, but, you know, so the uh, question, I'm sorry, my son. The question in that, Sister LeRae, the question is in that is, how do you, as a family member or a close friend of somebody, that seems to be going off the deep end, what are the signs and symptoms that you should be looking for? And when you spot them, how do you best go about getting them to the help that they need? First of all, we have to decide what is the cause. Is a cause and effect. People don't just melt down over, you know, overnight. I know right. back now we were teenagers, a lot of uh, angel dust was on the street. Yes, ma'am. And dust and certain drugs cause people to have mental health issues as a re- outcome of the use of drugs. There's also traumas that people experience that you don't know anything about. And when that person is unable to cope with that trauma, then they can have a mental health meltdown. And that's just reality. It's not, it just doesn't happen in a vacuum. It's something that's going on. But we might not be aware of what is going on until we see the person's deterioration of mental health. And we have so much happen to us for so many generations, we tend to perpetuate the trauma that we've already experienced. 
So you would think, okay, well, we not we haven't been in slavery in so long, but we had slavery, we had Jim Crow. Jim Crow just ended in 1965. So a lot yeah, of the things that was happening to us, we are now replicating with one another. So the, the abuse that we suffered, we're now in our families replicating that abuse and that mistreatment. So you would think this child was born in 1980. Why is he suffering? Because remember, we just came out of Jim Crow in 1965. We've been under these people for centuries. So all of their practices have become our practices. Most of us don't understand the concept. You can't treat a human being or person like a piece of cattle and there don't be a, a mental health consequence to that person. And because we are not seen as valuable, no one goes and makes sure that we got that help that we needed, so we're, like, passing it on down into the generation. Um, but first we need to find out what's happening with that person. And there's a reason. If the person is just to deteriorate, you know, overnight, you thought it might have been overnight in your view, but there might have been trauma going on for years with that person. Now, as far as where we can go to get help, we're going to have to be our own help. Now, the reason why I'm saying that is because I don't know about everybody else, but in New York, if you have a mental health uh, situation, you go in and out of the hospital until you do something criminal, and then you go to jail. Mm-hmm. They really don't have a lot of mental health beds. And so basically, unless you've done something really criminal, they don't focus on that. And even when they go into jail, most people who have mental health don't get treatment in jail. So mm-hmm. this is something that, this is a vacuum that has to be filled by somebody. If we say we want to help our community, then we have to come out of our hiding places and be willing to do the work that is going to benefit the people. Because we live in a capitalist society. Capitalism is only interested in making money. Mm-hmm. And we were raised, whether we want to acknowledge or not, to be capitalists. That's why in school you were always competing for grades, because they knew at some point you would be competing for jobs, and at some point you would be competing for promotion. So in order for blacks to, to uh, survive, we have to move from that competitive spirit, unless it's right to competition, and focus on cooperation. And it's only through the cooperation that we can survive. I have something that you can use. I'm going to give it to you. When you need, I need something, you're going to give it to me. We have to focus on those lines. As long as we're looking at uh, competition in a negative way, we will never heal the people that need to heal. One of the reasons why I never even thought about private practice is because in order for you to come and have a conversation with me for 45 minutes, it cost you hundreds of dollars. So that means I would basically be helping the people who really don't need as much help as our people need, who are, who are more, because poverty really is a lot of the problems that we're experiencing too. A lot of these things that we're dealing with is poverty. We all suffer in America. It's just levels to the suffering. So we have to decide what we're going to do to eliminate or reduce the impact of the suffering that we've already experienced. But it's hard to do that when we're still tied to the people who are causing the trauma. So we have all of these things that we know we're not receiving. But every four years, everybody runs to the poll and, and votes for the DNC. Mm. So if that's the solution, we're never going to get what we need. Because we have to remember the DNC were the same group that what? Mass incarceration. Super predators. Mm-hmm. So 
if you're looking at America as a solution to the problem, you'll never get the fix. America is not the solution. America is the problem. America's policy was slavery. America's policy was Jim Crow. America's policy was integration. America's um, policy was drug trafficking. America's policy was mass incarceration. All of these things that we are suffering from, this is government policy. It's government policy, not to hire black people to go in the military and go to other countries and fight. This is America's policy. So if we're focusing on the perpetrator to fix us, we're never going to get the fix. We have to focus and change our mind and focus on self-help. And once we can focus on self-help and then we move white supremacy from our mind and focus on what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us, what Master Farad Muhammad sent to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, what the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is currently teaching us, then we'll be fine. But as long as we want to super in, if a person doesn't like you and you show up at their door for dinner, how do you think you're going to be treated? They didn't like us when they offered us integration. They did it for their own agenda. So, of course, we came into their system and they destroyed us. They will continue to destroy us because they, they only, they're only beneficial to them when we're singing a song, when we're on the sports field playing at, um, NFL, NBA, whatever sports, because we're generating income for them. They're not going to help us because we're drinking ourselves. That's how we're coping. They're making money off the liquor. They're making money off the drugs. They're making money off the promiscuous behavior. All of these things they're making money off of because it's capitalism. So why would I help you to heal when I know that I benefit from your suffering? So as long as we're looking at them save us, we are doomed to die. Next question. Mm. Mm. So, so what I'm getting from that, Brother Yusuf, oh, man. Man, what I just got from that is, oh, man, I just got an idea for another show. I got to throw it out there now. See, at my age, when you get a thought, you got to go ahead and say it because otherwise I'd be a forgot. We need a mock trial. We need to put America on trial, Brother Yusuf. Sister Lorraine, yes, we need sir. a prosecutor. Role play um, is definitely important. Yes, sir. Welcome to Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. Uh, whom do we have the pleasure of speaking to, and how may we be of service to you? Hi, uh, I bring greetings from Bessie Stuyvesant. I'm Chief Davis. Um, I run a community outreach team called Metro. Um, um, I have a question. Uh, I guess I could throw it out there as a question and a comment. Um, I run a community uh, pantry, and we was, I was listening to this conversation about what we put into our bodies and things like that. But we realized I, um, by dealing with the community, there's a lot of people in the community that can't cook. I deal with a lot of families, uh, young young um, mothers, um, teen mothers mm-hmm. who can't. So if I'm giving them produce, they can't prepare it. They don't even know. If it, ain't, if it can't be in the microwave, they can't cook it. Mm-hmm. Is there any reason? that might be able to direct them to. <laughs> hey, hey, well, uh, let me throw this out there before Sister Lorray goes uh, uh, um, uh, You too, brother. You too. Yeah. 
You yep. can learn how to cook rice on YouTube. You can learn how to bake bread on YouTube. We watch YouTube mm-hmm. for everything else. Let's just switch yep. it down to the educational side of yep. the WWW. Sister Lorraine, go ahead. You can, you, you, that's, that's what's for you. I'm 100% in agreement for that. I know that the MGT, they're going to be putting classes up online so that anything that you need to learn to do, MGT will be able to show it to you, whether it doesn't matter what continent you're on. I know right now we're focused on cleaning, but definitely you can go online and learn how to cook anything. And it's really sad that so many people do not know how to cook. And I remember working in child welfare, and I, was in the, I happened to be in the hall, and the client was explaining to the caseworker that she did not know how to cook. Now, I don't know what the dynamic was going on, why they were having this conversation, but this was a young sister, and, I mean, she really was serious. She was sincere. It wasn't that she didn't love her children, but she did not know how to cook. And I remember when I first started coming um, to the monster, and they were talking about teaching me how to cook. I was like, I already know how to cook. But I have to realize we all weren't raised in the same household. So if my mother was an alcoholic, she wasn't cooking. If my mother was on class, she wasn't cooking. All of these different dynamics play into our development. And so when we become grown, we don't really have the skills that we need to raise our families. So in order for us to be able to make sure our children have nutritional meals, we have to know how to cook. So I'm I'm 100% behind that YouTube for now, but I know the sisters in MGT were putting up classes online where that you can go and learn how to clean, and at some point I guess cooking will be up there. I don't know if they've started the cooking yet. But you can go on YouTube and get information on how to cook basic foods. Probably can become a chef watching stuff on YouTube. There's a lot of things up there. Yes, ma'am. Okay, uh, brother Yusuf, that's another show. Hold on, uh, Ron, don't hang up. <laughs> that's another show, brother brother Yusuf. That's another show. How to clean how to properly clean, disinfect, and sanitize your surroundings, not just yes. for COVID nineteen, but in general. And then in the general. other one is how to properly cook a meal in order for the nutrition that your family needs. Pressing number five on the microwave is not cooking. That's <laughs> right. It sure is not. I mean, I have so a lot of... Well, you see what people buy. That's usually the popcorn. Things that we have available for them, they can't cook it. The dry beans, mm-hmm. they don't know how to soak beans and then boil them or whatever. You know what I mean, they, they don't have a clue. Yeah. Now, just a little yeah. background on this brother that's talking right now. Just segue re- really quickly because this is February, so we want to give on a, you know, this is Black History Month. This young brother right here, this young man right here, know him very well, very proud of him. He started a youth organization in the Bedford-Stuyvesant community where he is servicing youth of all ages from all walks of life and teaching them uh, um, etiquette, teaching them how to read and write, helping them with their math Mm -hmm. skills, teaching them life-saving skills like choking procedures, CPR, first aid, and training them Mm -hmm. to get careers in the healthcare field, all from the Bedford-Stuyvesant community, from a volunteer organization. 
very proud of this young man, Brother Ron Davis. Um, so kudos okay. to you, Ron. Stick with it. I got your back, bro. I appreciate you, bro. And um, I, like I said, I appreciate mentorship over the years. Um, I'm proud to say that, you know, being, being a, appointed a community cornerstone, I'm trying to live up to the legacy of uh, our founding fathers and the people before us, you know. So um, let's let's stay positive. I'm listening and I'm I'm watching. Yes, sir. I'll hit you after the show, bro. Okay. All right. Sister Lorraine, here's the next question. Here's the next yes, question. Yes, sir. Okay. The next question is, all right, let me just set the uh, 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 script for this. Um, Brother Yusuf, you forgot to give the um, the disclaimer for us. The disclaimer, you know. So let me let me let me give the disclaimer. We here on disaster awareness for community preparedness are not your doctors. We are not your per- private health uh, 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 um, worker. We are not yeah. your licensed healthcare official. What we are is a group, a conglomerate of community-minded people with knowledge and understanding of various areas in society, Mm. and we're freely giving this information to those who want to use it and who can use it. So we just want to throw that out there. Now, let's jump to this. Let's, uh, in, in the immortal words of our brother, Brother Saad, wouldn't it be nice <laughs> if we could walk down a particular street somewhere in some city, in some state in the United States of America, and from one end of the block to the next end of the block, we could see a representation of Black excellence, uninterfered, untampered with. You walk, take a few steps, and you walk past a grocery store that is black-owned and operated, black people working in there. They're smiling. They're well-groomed. They're dressed. They're speaking to each other in civil tones and having meaningful conversations. The food that they're coming out of there with is nutritious, healthy, vibrant food. And you go a few more steps and you walk, you come to another black owned business that is hiring black people, that is servicing black people in the black community. And those dollars are circulating seven, eight, nine, ten times on that block before it even leaves that block. And you go a few more steps down and there's a doctor's office. And inside that doctor's office, there's a nutritionist and there's a counselor and there's a healthcare provider that is dealing with the individual starting from their diet mentally physically, emotionally, and spiritually, and going from there. And a few more steps down, there's another black business on that block, and so on, and so on, and so on. How can we make that happen in real time right now? That's your question? Yes, ma'am. 
How we can do it in real time is, first of all, we have to buy in to the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the teachings of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan as taught by Master Farrakhan Muhammad. Now, the reason why I'm saying this is because everyone else that stands in front of us is giving us what the oppressor told them to give us. The oppressor doesn't have a reason to free the oppressed. We have to remember that Western civilization was built off of slavery, colonialism, and neocolonialism. And because these three systems of oppression oppress the indigenous people of the planet, they're not going to tell you how to free you from them. That's like me needing you to clean my house every day, all day long, and I let you out the door and you never come back. They have to hold on to us and have us thinking that we have to have this relationship with them in order for us to survive. But really, they need us for their survival. The transatlantic slave trade was a brain drain. The caveman couldn't figure out how to build up, build and sustain his own society, so he kidnapped us and brought us here to build and sustain his society. We don't get any benefit from the society, or very little, but they needed us to do what they needed done in their society, which, whether it was building the building. That's why if you look at the old slave captions, this one's an architect, this one's an engineer, this one's a carpenter, this one's just a seamstress. All of these skills that they needed, they just kidnapped us and brought us here and made us do. But we have to remember that white supremacy is black oppression. We can't get any of these things done, any of these things accomplished living under them. That's why it's imperative that we remove ourselves from their civilization and start our own thing. Because once we get separated from them, that's most of the problem right there. And then we have proper thinking and proper diet, which is spiritual, mental, moral diet, and not try to replicate the society that we're leaving, we will be fine. Because that's the reason why when we left slavery, they would go behind us and burn our towns down. Because all of the things that you just described is the same things that we were replicating, but we were living off to ourselves. But because they have a problem with envy and jealousy, they would see we were doing so well without them, they would come and they would burn us out. So we can never coexist with them because they will not let you coexist with them unless you're going to be subordinate to them. That's the one thing that Yaqub taught them during the grafting process, the hatred of the darker, and that hatred stays with them to this day. So as long as we remain under them, they will find a way to maintain the oppression. So a lot of the things that we were talking about with the women not knowing how to cook anymore, a lot of that stuff happened as a result of domestic policy in America. We have to remember we're not that far removed from the crack epidemic. The crack epidemic destroyed family life e mass. We went from working, going to school, doing what we wanted to do and what we needed to do, to selling crack, using crack, and that destroyed our nations, our communities. Even the place where I grew up, people say, oh, Queensbridge is notorious. It wasn't notorious when I was there. But what happened to make it notorious is they moved all of the factories from around the area because they decided they were going to ship factories to what they consider developing nations so they can pay them $2 a year to do the same jobs that we wanted minimum wage for. So they made a conscious effort after the rebellion or the riots of the 60s to move those factories out of those neighborhoods. 
Now, this left a vacuum for the people who live in those neighborhoods. They still got to eat. So now the CIA, through the Reagan administration, brings the drugs into the community, which they sell, which destroys the people of those neighborhoods. But they had to have a job. So if you're taking the job away and you're bringing me drugs, that means that's the new job. That's common sense. So now we're selling drugs to each other. That destroys the community. That gives them a justification to push us all into the prison population, which we have a job now because I'm sure they, they're not just sitting around. They have to have you do something because this is capitalism. Everything is about making a dollar, making money. So it's so important that we understand America's domestic policy is death to black people. Once we, uh, people talking about reparations, we don't need money. We need land and we need sovereignty. With the two things, land and sovereignty, we'll be fine. We don't need them. That's a, that's a mentality that they try to give us. Um, that's part of Stockholm Syndrome, that learned helplessness. We don't need them. We never needed them. They needed us. We didn't kidnap no Europeans and bring them to, um, to the continent to build anything for us. Mm. Yes, ma'am. Brother Yusuf. Beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Sister LeRae. Back to our uh, health care disclaimer as it is written, this program and its services do not constitute the practice of medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always talk to your health care provider for diagnosis and treatment, including your specific medical needs. If you have mm-hmm. or suspect that you have a medical problem, or condition, please contact a qualified healthcare professional immediately. If you mm-hmm. are in the United States experiencing a medical emergency, we say call 911, but you know that's at your own risk. Praise <laughs> be to Allah, the Lord of the worlds. Now, I, I, I too want to thank Brother Ron Davis for calling in with his question about, um, first of all, developing a a pantry for the least of these in the community. But the dilemma of our sisters not being able to cook, you know, whether we go to uh, YouTube University or you enroll in the process of the Muslim girl training, general Mm -hmm. civilization class, it's about preparation. And, you know, most chefs will tell you it's about presentation as well. And, you know, for me to hear, and we know it to be true, that too many of our generation and younger don't know how to cook, it goes right back to that syndrome, Sister Lorraine, about it's really identity theft. If we really knew who we mm-hmm. were, we would never, right. you know, uh, 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 how they say the University of Big Mama, she'd be turning over in her grave to hear That's that right. the future generations don't know how to cook. And as it relates to uh, Brother Rudolph's question, how can we do it in real time? You know, I heard in your presentation, Sister Lorray, the the six Ps that they use in the military here, proper prior planning prevents poor performance. And if we take it straight to How to Eat to Live, books one and books two, as you mentioned, we know the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, if we eat the proper, proper food and eat at the proper time, the mm-hmm. food will keep us living a long, long time. So 
you know, he also said the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, Brother Rudolph, that in terms of project management and uh, strategic planning, we need to look at four words and concepts. Organize, deputize, supervise, Mm -hmm. and check back. And as Sister LeRae talked about the ministries that, you know, really we need to do better by, and um, both inside the house and outside the house, because the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said an organized lie can outdo unorganized truth any That's day. That's right. So we got to organize, day. brothers and sisters. And Sister Lorraine, you know, Brother Rudolph knows I, I can't help myself. So every now and then a lyric will pop up in my mind, if not a scripture, out the Holy Quran or the Bible. But what came to my mind was, Emancipate yourself from mental slavery. That's right. None of them can help us free our minds. Have no fear of atomic energy, for none of them can stop the time. How long must they kill our prophets? While we stand aside and look, some say it's just a part of it. We got to fulfill the book. Won't you help me please sing these songs of freedom? Because all I ever had, redemption song. And I'm not just like singing redemption songs, just some melody and some harmony out there. I'm saying that, Sister LeRae, to attach what you previously said, what Brother Rudolph, what has already been said, and then you ended your presentation with land and sovereignty. And, um, you know, for me, maybe our listening audience might not know what that means. Could you maybe elaborate on land and sovereignty a little bit? And I'll fall back. Thank you. And you need any free nation has to have land. We have to be able to produce our needs, so we need land. In order, whether it's farmland, we need land. And we need a port that exits to an ocean so we can have trade. We need to have land that we can build on, land that we can live on, land that we can build schools on, hospitals on. Everything that we need, we need land to, to accomplish. But That's as right. well, not only do we need land, we need sovereignty. Sovereignty means independent nation, no longer under the jurisdiction of the U.S. government, no longer under the jurisdiction of the European man, no longer under colonialism, no longer under slavery, no longer under neocolonialism. As long as they are involved in our domestic affairs, we will never, ever be free. Beautiful. Thank you. Brother Rudolph, so what, I'm hearing, yours, sir. what I'm hearing is, all right, so, all right, that first thing now was um, um, a complete physical and then um, diet. Yeah. And now I'm hearing separation. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm just, you know, I'm just putting things together for the GED crew. You know, I represent the GED crew. That's me. Yes, sir. <laughs> Go ahead, soldier. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, you know, um, we we have uh, just passed the uh, five o'clock hour, halfway point through the show. We have our sister, Sister Lorraine Muhammad, on the line with us doing a wonderful job 
a, as they say in this world, a yeoman's job. She's taking on a Herculean task, and she's slaying it, slaying it, giving a proper breakdown of the cause and effect of the reason we're in the predicament we're in with the mindset that we're in. And as you know, this is a solution-based show. This is not just one of them shows that you just get on here and get it off your chest and you burden somebody else and leave them to walk away with their burden and yours. No, this is solution-based, and we have some solutions for you, and we're going to put them out here. Um, I'm going to start with this one right here. And this may seem totally uh, uh, um, having nothing to do with our conversation. But then again, if you know the way Brother Rudolph's mind works, you'll see that uh, it's coming full circle. Think in your community. Close your eyes and look around your community. Go block by block. You should be able to close your eyes five blocks in every direction in your neighborhood and see everything that's there or, more importantly, everything that's not there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, look at either that abandoned lot or that abandoned block with the lots on it or that abandoned factory or warehouse somewhere in your neighborhood. What would it take? to turn that existing structure into a hospital? What would it take to turn that abandoned lot into a clinic or a hospital? Mm -hmm. We have everything that we need because we have people who can do demolition. We do it all the time. We demolish everything in our community. We run in the house and Take all the copper out, take the hot water heater out, take all the wires out. Uh, so we, we're doing the demolition of the property. And, but we also have brothers who are skilled in the trade of carpentry that can hang sheetrock and nail it and sand it and tape it and paint it. We have people who can design buildings, architects, who can put the on the watch this now, brother Yusuf, who can put the plans on the trestle board so that the fellow craft in the community can go and do the building of the temple that they need to do. That was a little coded language for those of you who know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. So, and that's in real time. That's for real, for real. That's not ethereal. Mm-hmm. That's not illusionary. And that's not a pipe dream. That's for real. Where are the Masons in our community who are skilled Mm -hmm. in Masonry, who are skilled in the labor that it takes to build an edifice, to erect a temple in the community? Where are they at? You'll receive your corn, wine, and oil for your labor Mm -hmm. on payday. But you got to get to work, family. We got to get to work. We make up over 75% of everybody else's business. Where's ours? Mm. We're not telling you that you have to walk away from your current job 
But you mean to tell me that you couldn't keep your current job and dedicate, donate, or, 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 you know, participate in one shift a week in your own community for your own family? I, I was just throwing that out there, Sister Lorraine. I don't know where that thought came from. I'm sorry. Yes, sir. <laughs> Any other questions? <laughs> yes, ma'am. The question is, the question is, so with the mental health in the state that it's in right now, what are the resources that are out here now to help? And, and I'm particularly focusing on the youth right now because I've never seen a time like this where more and more young people are talking about being stressed out or mm-hmm. committing suicide or just at their wits end because they're saying they don't, they're overwhelmed, they don't have an answer, they don't see a tomorrow. What is out here to help them to just get a grip on what's going on, just to hang on until the change comes? My answer, message to the black man in America. Savior has arrived, how to eat to live, fall of America, how to eat to live one and two. The reason why I'm directing them to these things is because this world is going down. So anything that is attached to the world that's currently going on is going to go down with it. You give people a vision when you give them the, the new world. That's why the Honorable Elijah Muhammad left us with books so we can see a, this world is going down. B, what we need to be focused on so we can move into the new world. A lot of the reasons why people are so hopeless is because they're seeing America fall down and they don't realize that there's something that's going to replace America. God abhors a vacuum. So if God abhors a vacuum, he already has decided what's going to take place after. But if you don't even know what's going on now, it's very difficult to hold on to what's going to happen in the future. So it's very important that we get our people to understand that yes, America is going down. It's in your it's in your Quran. Unfortunately, no other than the nation of has been teaching it in such a way that people can see what's going on. So they're reading the but they're thinking it was two thousand years ago. And as long as we see the scripture as something that happened already and we don't realize that we're actually walking in it, that's right. The why it's hard to hold on. Because they don't see a future. But if you can tell them, look, this civilization that was not beneficial to most of the population of the planet Earth is going away, but God is going to bring in a new world, and you're going to be a part of that new world. That gives the person the ability to hold on because they know something else is coming. But if they think the stock market is going to crash and I'm not going to have anything because my Social Security is gone, they are thinking that woe is me. But they got to understand this is story. They're going out, something else is coming in. But if they don't have that view, then, of course, they're going to perish. Without a vision, people perish. So we have to give them the new vision. The new vision is the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. The new vision is the lectures by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. All we got to do is get up and do what we're supposed to do, which is something for self. But if we're on that mentality, I'm going to do for me, and I don't care about you, we will not survive. Next question. Beautiful. You know, 
what I'm going to ask you to do again, Sister Lorraine, is you, yes, the first part that you started off with, I will ask you to repeat because, again, we are a, a, a not just a problem show, we are a solution-based show. So part of the solution for you young men and young women that's out there that don't see a way out of this, that feels that you're so stressed out that you can't go on anymore in your short 10, 12, 14, 16, 21 years on the planet, you need to change your focus. You need to change your direction. You need to change your mindset, but you need to fill your mind with something that's going to not just occupy the space that's there, but that's going to plant a seed in you that's going to grow and germinate and the fruits of that labor will help to nourish you, enrich you, and propel you to your future. So you need to put this in your mind so that you can have something positive to focus on as things get worse. What are those publications again, Sister Lorraine? Message to the Black Man in America, Our Savior Has Arrived. For America, Closing the Gap, everything written by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, everything written by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is a must-have in your library. Because as long as you see America falling and Western civilization falling and you think that once it falls, there's not going to be anything for us to do, then that means you're not understanding what you're supposed to be doing because you don't know what's going on. The world is going out. The earth isn't going to go. See, when we go into church and these people tell us, oh, the world is going to end, that means they think the earth is going somewhere. The earth isn't going anywhere. It's the world, the Western civilization, the teachings of Europeans is going away. That's why they can't get along. They're getting ready to go and fight each other because they're at the end of their ability to rule the world because they ruled it on a very low plane, 32 degrees, because you only get 33 degrees of knowledge as a mason. That means anybody under you has to have only 32 degrees of knowledge, which is freezing. But once you heat up your knowledge and you have a higher knowledge than the 33 degrees, they cannot master you. And that's the reason why you must read these periodicals in order for you to have a thorough understanding of what is coming. And this way you'll be able to hold on. I'm not going to say it's not going to be stressful. That's what prayer is for. That's what fasting is for. That's what the exercise is for. That's for us to build each other up. But if you don't know that this civilization is going out, which is always supposed to be temporary, that's why it's a 6,000-year world. We're now in the 7,000 year. As the Bible opens, it tells you six days this God is going to rule. On the seventh day, he will rest. And that rest is going on right now. He's dying a natural death because he cannot continue with the limited information that he's ruling the world on. Next. Beautiful. Now, to add to that, everyone that's on this line, there's no excuse. I'm quite sure everyone on this line has a smartphone, okay, or has some type of device that you can download um, or read something on that device. Well, there's no excuse for not getting the final call newspaper every week through your email. 
Mm-hmm. You read, you're on it anyway. You TikToking, you uh, 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 Instagramming, you Facebooking, all kind of things. You, 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 you uh, 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 all the other apps that's on there. Well, why not get the final call on your smart device so that you can read what thus saith the Lord, not the right. Lord of space, not the Lord of. A, 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 a spirit, but the Lord of the worlds. So right. you can find out what he's telling you to to do, where he's instructing you to go, where he's instructing you to stay from, and why. Mm-hmm. You yep. can occupy your time and your mind with the word of God clothed in a newspaper. And that newspaper doesn't have to be a physical newspaper. It can be that e-newspaper since you can bring it up on your device at any time. You need to get a subscription of the Final Call newspaper. That's just for real. Now, this is Brother Rudolph talking. This is not a representative of disaster awareness for community preparedness. This is Don't blame this on Sister Larray. Don't blame it on Brother Forrest. Don't blame it on Brother Yusuf. Blame it on Brother Rudolph. I'm telling you this. If you feel that you are so hopelessly lost, you have nothing to contribute to society, then it's time for you to go. If you feel that you are in such a condition that you can't see tomorrow, Yes, you do have a problem. You do have a problem. And if you are the one out there that's doing the most of the dirt in your community, I'm not pulling no punches with you because you're born with a sense of right and wrong. You end up doing wrong and trying to justify it by what's going on, but you can't make wrong right. You can't make right wrong. Right is right, and wrong is wrong, and it's not going to change. So you know when you're doing the dirt. You know who you're doing the dirt to. It's only a short time before the chickens come home to roost. And when they come Mm -hmm. knocking at your door, then there's no crying, woe is me. Because everything that you're doing out there and sowing the seeds, putting it out there, it's going to be one of your immediate family members that becomes a victim of that, and that's just the irony of life. I just wanted to throw that out there, Brother Yusuf. No question in that one. No, not at all. Sounds like we have someone at the door. Welcome to Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. Please state your name and how may we serve you. Welcome. Um, thank you for allowing me to come on. Uh, my name is Sister Melody Muhammad, and um, I've been listening in for the last few minutes and enjoying all the things that I'm listening to. So I just wanted to add a comment or two, if that's okay. Please mm-hmm. do, Sister Melody. Welcome. Thank you, thank you. So um, I like to say what I'm doing in terms of disaster preparedness is I'm studying more about the environment. I am a farmer. I got trained by Will Allen through the um, <laughs> yeah the urban agriculture um, certification. I became a master gardener as well and a tree tender and an advanced tree tender. So um, I'm putting the things that I've learned to work. Um, we have physically purchased seven acres of land in North Carolina. You can go to um, – Edith Family Farms on Facebook page. We are working on our website. 
So mm-hmm. um, in the summertime last year, we um, every year we're going to have an annual camp for the children. Um, I will forward the flyer to Brother Youssef so he can share with the people that's on the call. And sometimes when we tell people or say things to people, I, personally, I don't think everybody vision. I brought my sons and my family down to the Seven Acres for Thanksgiving, and we did something different, but they still couldn't see it. So as I invite people down, I want to put cabins down there that people could rent. I want to put double wires down there that people could rent because, again, sometimes people don't vision and see it. So for us to separate, that means that, yes, we're going to do for self, and we're going to grow our own food, and we're going to do all these things at different spots. I just happened to find some acreage that we could afford in North Carolina. Hopefully we have it, of course, in Georgia and all the other places that the minister and the messenger had mentioned in terms of places to go. So I'm just another person that, you know, hopefully – you know, I'll be teaching and training. You could go to my Facebook page, Melody Muhammad, and you can see the work that I've been doing in the community. I come from a show and tell place. So I was born and raised in mm-hmm. New York, and I'm a show and tell person. I don't like to keep on talking. If I'm going to do something mm-hmm. that Allah allowed me to do it, I'm going to physically go ahead and put my focus on it and get it done. So, yes, um, we came back and we duplicated what Will Allen did out there we built hoop houses so we know how to do that we know how to do the vermicomposting so if y'all have questions you know you could reach out to me and i can you know share with you but you're gonna have to make some sacrifices in order to do Mm -hmm. some separating i sold some fur coats i sold some gold i sold some of them for one whatever it was in there the cash i did a lot of different things creatively just to you know make it happen so those are the kind of things that I feel is real, real to us if you want to really separate. And you're going to have to figure it out. But, again, yep. if you got questions for me, I'm here. All praises due to a lot and willing to help. And, again, the space that I purchased, we purchased, I want to say, because I hate to say I or anything like that, is not for just me. I have, uh, again, the seven acres, there's four double wives on it already. So it's five families down there already. So I'm getting a cabin built. I got an RV down there. Somebody want to put, you know, something else on the land, we could discuss it. But it's not just for me. It's going to be like a little community of about maybe 15 to 20 families. So, But we could do that different places. So I'm a consultant. If anybody want to understand, let me know. But one thing I can say is don't buy raw land because if you do, you're going to have to put a whole bunch of money into it. Buy something that's already physically made and prepared, hopefully, for farming, and hopefully you plan to be around other people so when things get bad, you know, we can help each other locally as opposed to, mm-hmm. you know, not helping people because we so far away. What can we do if we far away? So all remember that word local, 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 local. So that's what I wanted to share. And again, I shared my um, Facebook page and you know Eda Family Farms page, and I'll, I'll share the flyer if y'all want to reach me. Thank you so much. We thank you, Sister Melody. And before you get off the line, do you have a question for Sister Larray, or vice versa? Sister Larray, do you have a question for Sister uh, Melody? Or statement? No, I enjoyed her presentation immensely. 
the only reason why I'm directing my attention to mental health because we got to remember as a man thinking, so is he. So if we don't get our people's mentality straight, it would be difficult for us to proceed. But Sister Melody, obviously, she has her head on straight. She knows what she want to do. But we have a lot of people walking around. They don't know what they're going to do. Well, I help you with that too, Sister LaRae. You know, I am a gold seal auditor. I went to school for behavior science. So I did drug and alcohol and mental health for like 10 years. So that's my my area. That's what I do. I've been working in intensive drug and alcohol for a while at a hospital in Chester, Pennsylvania. So um, whatever you need, if I could help with, you know, I just, you know, now I'm in, uh, again, working as an educational um, nutritional farmer now. So, um, mm-hmm. and hopefully I'll be in North Carolina full-time soon. I'm in the Philadelphia area now. Okay. It's good to yes, hear all that you're doing. It's going to need all hands on deck. Absolutely. That's, right. That's for sure. Yes, ma'am. Well, thank you, Sister Melody. May Allah bless you, continue to bless you with success. Thank you for calling in bless and sharing us, bless your us, expertise. Bless us. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you know thank how that you. goes. And I'm glad yes. uh, you and Sister LeRae yes. could connect over these lines and Brother Rudolph yes. as well. And we look yes, forward sir. to collaborating yes, in the future, if it be the don't will of a lot. Go ahead, Brother Rudolph. Yes, sir. No, I just want to say uh, to the engineers, please get this sister's contact information because here's another show. There's another show that we need to do, <laughs> another show. And sis can, yes, can be sir. instrumental in that show because, all right, Sister LeRae is focused on the mental health of our community. Well, she started it off by saying they needed to get a complete physical because there's such a masking of um, what is a nutritional deficit and the behavior that comes from it and the actual mental illness and the behavior that comes from it. But until you get the person nutritionally sound, you can't differentiate which is which. So th- we need those farmers to get that nutrient-rich, clean, good food to the table so we can conquer the nutritional part so then we can see where the real mental health breakdown is. So it goes hand-in-hand, hand, family. It's not either or. It's not uh, mental health versus nutrition. It's all-inclusive in our family. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, engineers, please get sisters information, and let's get right back in touch with her, and let's schedule that show right behind this one. All right. Brother uh, Rudolph, did y'all used to do the relationship for the marriage retreat? I'm sorry? Excuse me? Did y'all used to do the marriage retreat? Oh, no, I think the, one in 2019 did another one upstate. Um, the oh, but, but y'all a couple that y'all the marriage family that did it. <laughs> um, y'all just sound and like and the, her husband. No. They were featured at one of the marriage retreats. Oh, okay, we, got you. Yeah. Okay, y'all yes, just ma'am. sound so familiar. But you know, all the believers sound alike. (laughs) (laughs) All praise is due to Allah. All praise is due to Allah. So, Brother Rudolph, I'm not trying to say I used to be in the club or nothing like that, but I 
I got this to Melody's digits, brother. I got a digit, so this oh, okay. engineer yeah, don't have right, to get it. Right. And, right, and right. you know, one of the things that Sister Melody does is she talked about uh, Edith Family Farms. Uh, she she does a youth. When you were talking about uh, being specific to the youth, Brother Rudolph, she does yes, a sir. thing with the target audience being the youth where, as Brother uh, Ron Davis um, raised that question, she teaches how to grow food, of course, being a farmer, but she also teaches how to cook the food and many other uh, related aspects of agriculture. So, again, Sister Melody, thank you for calling in and sharing yes, your expertise. And Sister thank Lorraine, you, you know, praise be to Allah. As-salamu alaykum, ma'am. Sister Lorraine, you said it, and it came to my mind prior to you saying it, without vision, perish. The people perish. And then that's that. Right. It's another uh, parallel scripture we're all familiar with. My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. So I appreciate Brother Rudolph bringing up the final call newspaper, bringing up, uh, which reminded me of also, uh, you could get the digital version, as he said, but then it reminded me of the final call radio, where you can get that as well to hear the words of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and his magnificent music that he's been blessed to perform. So, uh, Sister Lorraine, we're at 5.33 into uh, closing out at 6 o'clock. Is there anything that, I know you like questions, but is there anything on your mind that you would like to share with our listening audience that they need to know of? And then that might certainly spark other questions, probably from me, because you know Brother Rudolph's full of questions. Go right ahead, Sister Lorraine. I, the only thing I really would like us to I would like to say to us is that we really need to focus on surviving, and the only way to survive is to have, first of all make sure our youth understand what's going on, and so that they don't have these feelings of hopelessness. Once they know what's going on, it's easier for them to say, oh, "Okay, now I can focus my attention on how we're going to survive." But when they're thinking about America's going down. I'm not understanding what's going on. That's a lot of the stress that they're, they're, they're really going through. But once we explain, this is what's going on, you're going to need certain things. Because, see, our people, how I say our youth are actually the best group because they're not tied to education. They're not tied to jobs. They're not tied to any of these things that the older generation are tied to. So mm-hmm. it's easy one give them the knowledge that they need that they can move in a certain way because they're not tied to anything. So now the coat is free. The coat is not only free but has the information to gallop. But as long as they're sitting around going, I don't have nothing to do, I don't have nothing to do, then of course they're going to get despondent. But when we give them the information that they need to know what's next, oh, brother, sister, we'll be able to run, leap, jump, into separation because they don't they don't have anything to connect them. They're not worrying about the 401k. They're not worrying about the stock market. They're not worrying about social security. They don't have those kind of entrapments. But once we get them what they need as far as information, they'll be fine. But right now, if they're working at a So that's all I really have to say on that. 
No, that's beautiful, Sister Lorraine. Yes, yes. Um, just from a uh, technical point of view, I don't know where you are, but the last couple of transmissions were coming in a little broken up. You can hear the majority of what you said. Somebody I, call I, in and I, tell I, me something, brother. Excuse me? You heard me? I think somebody Baby. called in trying to sell me something. Everybody want to sell you a, a car warranty. Oh, okay. Right, 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 right. Nobody so loves us but the, the bill collectors, right? <laughs> no, this is not even bill collectors. This is, do you need a warranty for your car? Even if you don't have a car, they're trying to sell you a warranty. That's, yeah, yeah, that's well, what's going on right now. I'm just being it's just a distraction. And, 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 and that's my point right there. Isn't that beautiful? Look at the example. When you talked about the youth, you know, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said they are the best generation ever produced. However, they're bombarded with so many distractions. Yes, sir. Right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's a question behind that, but it just came up. It was on my mind. And the fact that those people were trying to get you to buy something and breaking up this transmission, Brother Rudolph, Formulate that into a question for me, brother. All right, here's the question. Here's the question. Okay. We are bombarded with these people trying to sell us something. You know, it's ironic how we are supposed to be so broke and so poor, but everybody targets us to get money from. You know, Mm -hmm. how is it that we can be so broke and so poor as a people, but everybody that comes to this country opens up a business in our neighborhood. Every time someone wants to sell something, they market it to our community. How is it that we're that broke, but everybody is, uh, wants to sell us something, Sister Lorraine? Well, we are not as broke as we think we are. We're just broke morally more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And that's because of all of our experiences in America. But once we get ourselves out of our own way, and that's done by reinforcing ourselves, with not only knowing scripture, but living scripture. Not only knowing once we start focusing on the internal self-improvement, once I improve me, I'll get along better with you. Once you improve you, you'll get better along with me. So we have to dealt with ourselves and look at the mirror and correct the person that you see because it doesn't matter what I think about you. I have to look at me, I have to correct me. You have to look at you and you have to correct you. And when we start dealing with self-correction and being honest about what we've seen, because a lot of us are living in denial. Mm. You know, the clothes that we put on and we pretend to be what we're not. But God, I think the minister said we're at the end of the day of religious hypocrisy. So that means we're going to have to be right in order to survive. And we have to teach our people, we have to be the best model of righteousness for our people. And we're the best model of righteousness, unlike a track and So we are unlike, we're going to attract them to us. And once we attract then we can point them in the right direction. But if we are doing one thing or teaching one thing and living another way, we can't attract anybody to us. We have to be the pristine example of Islam. And once we be the pristine example of Islam, we can attract those people to us, and then we got their ear, and then we can start teaching them what they need to know to survive. 
Beautiful. Did I answer you? And thank you, brother. Yeah, yes, brother, brother Rudolph, you answered did. it for me. <laughs> brother thank Yusuf. you, brother. Sir. Brother Houston, you know what just came to mind when Sister Lorraine said that? Now I'm taking a page out of Brother Yusuf's book. You know what I heard, Brother Yusuf? Go ahead, sir. You got to give me, give me die and so socialize. Clean out your ears and open up your eyes. That's what I heard, Brother Yusuf. That's what I heard. Well, you know, we're taught observation, concentration, and submission. We better pay attention. Open your eyes and tune your ears so you know what you see. Understand what you hear. Brothers and sisters, we're at 5.40 p.m. We've been listening to our wonderful guest this evening, Sister Lorraine Muhammad, the author of Black Integration, A Failed Social Experiment. And, you know, if I may say so humbly myself, she came out the blocks on fire. You know, Sister yes, Lorraine, some, sometimes we do a feature called the Update of the Landscape. And that really is giving a couple of news excerpts that have come across our screen since the previous week. And so if I may, anything that uh, you hear and you can really uh, bring it all together, uh, if you can specify what you hear or you can bring all of these uh, latest news reports together. One is talking about, as we speak, about 250,000 people in the United States are without power because of mm-hmm. a winter storm that is battering the state with ice and frigid temperatures. Another news excerpt would be right there with Brother Rudolph is, Metro Detroit's drinking water is unsafe and is not just the lead. That's mm-hmm. right. There's another news report that said the FBI is identifying six juveniles as persons of interest in bomb threats to black colleges and churches. Mm. As it relates to the pestilence from heaven, one million deaths, the Mm. whole, the pandemic made in the U.S. society. Now, with this Omicron variant, it's spreading. They got a mm-hmm. new one, Brother Rudolph, as you know, called BA.2 that yes, has sir. arrived in the United States. And worldwide, the reports state that there are 3 million infections worldwide and over 10,000 deaths per day. Damn. Mm. Uh, right down there in the Gulf of Mexico, the federal a federal judge just canceled massive oil and gas leak sale in the Gulf of Mexico, citing climate crisis. That's the uh, 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 the variant is one thing. We talk about the three V's, right? The pestilence from heaven, the vaccine variant, and the virus, but. I lost you. Uh, I think we lost. Yeah. 
Okay. All right. Brother, I'm going to call you right after the show so we can talk about the room. I can hear brother you. Brother Rudolph, can I be heard, Sister Lorraine? Okay, I, I can, can hear you, now. Brother Yusuf. Yes, sir. Okay, yeah, yeah. Someone, you know, the enemy doesn't like us speaking truth to power. I heard I heard an automatic voice say, muted. <laughs> but last <laughs> but not least, uh, as it relates to, you know, the vax, the shots, South Africa just came up with their own vaccine called Afrigen, A-F-R-I-G-E-N. They said, you know, according to the report, you know, since uh, Pfizer and BioNTech and Moderna wouldn't give them the vaccines that they were requesting, they developed their own in South Africa. Uh, let's let's go let's go to to domestically in Chicago. The officer, the police officer, Jason Van Dyke, shot and killed, as you know, three years ago, Laquan McDonald. He was to get six years minimally. They just let him out of jail mm-hmm. in less than half of his sentencing. The community is saying 16 shots and a cover-up. Mm-hmm. In New York, President Biden just met with Mayor Adams on gun violence. Uh, let's see. I guess the last two would be shout-out to Chief Tina Watkins of the International Association of Black Professional Firefighters. She just was sworn in as the fire chief in Petersburg, Virginia. And our prayers go out to the firefighters who were trapped in a a tenement in Baltimore. Baltimore, yes, sir. Gave their lives. Yeah, yeah, gave their lives. I I don't have their names, but may Allah be pleased with them as well. So that's just a little update of the landscape system array of what, has come across my screen in the last week. I just wanted to get that out. Anything you'd like to uh, reply relative to what you heard? Did you mention the pending war between Ukraine, China, and Russia? No, because you did. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Okay, yeah. no, that that is serious, and we need to make sure that they don't use our children as cannon fodder, as they used to call it. Mm-hmm. Whatever, uh, if you not if you don't have an understanding of international politics and affairs, why would you sacrifice your children based on what the U.S. government is telling us on TV? There was an excellent interview that um, one of the Russian authorities gave, and I'm trying to remember what channel it was on. You might be able to Google it, and he explained why Russia and America was having a conflict, and I found it was very interesting and it was very honest about America's foreign policy and them encroaching on Russia's uh, area of influence. So we need to be aware of these things because you don't want to sacrifice your children to their agenda. We have our own agenda, which is the uplift of the black man and woman in America and the Western Hemisphere and getting ourselves free from tyranny. That should be our focus. We don't have the time to worry about what's going on with the Russians and the Chinese and what they're doing over there. That is not really our problem. Mm -hmm. So we need to focus our attention on self. Charity begins at home, then spreads abroad. Don't send your children over there abroad when we need charity of their patients and their personalities and their gifts and their interests in America. We don't need to be sending our children over there for that. So just that's all I have to say on that regard. 
And as far as climate change, climate change is the destruction of America. As the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, rain, hail, snow, and earthquakes. And I remember him saying they would try to lie to us and tell us that uh, that wasn't going on. And I always try to figure out how are they hide rain, hail, snow, and earthquakes? They're hiding it under climate change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. The fall of America. Fall of America in Technicolor. Right. Uh, right. HD. <laughs> I deaf. <laughs> I deaf. Right. I deaf. D E F. Oh, man. Oh, this we is beautiful. Gotta, this is beautiful. So we just got to turn deal with our own issues. We can't focus on what, they, what they're doing. That's right. That's right. And in dealing with our own solution based yes, radio, look yes, around sir. your community and find a structure, find a building that can be turned into a hospital so that black people can have a place to go staffed with people who look like them, who are accustomed to dealing with them, who know their customs, culture, and are emotionally tied to them so that they can get the healing that they need. Listen, I don't care. You could be a, a brilliant person. You can know every medical journal uh, um, backwards and forwards, memorize it. You can perform surgeries with your eyes closed. But if you don't have compassion for your That's patient, it. compassion for human suffering and life, then you're nothing. And you're not going to be able to do anything because you are far removed from that individual because you lack the compassion necessary to let that bomb that's in Gilead heal the wounded soul. Brother Yusuf? Yes, thank you, Brother Rudolph. Sister LeRae, you know what came to my mind when you're thinking about this Stockholm Syndrome? And I think about how our people, even in our own immediate and extended families, maybe not yours, but mine and others that I've spoken to, you know, certain generations have kept secrets for years from their own Mm -hmm. family members. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was at one time where I was engaged in trying to get help for my son a subject matter expert asked me the question, well, what is the history of your family's distress? And, of course, we can talk about the 400 years coming off the slave ships and whatnot, but specifically of my parents and their parents and their parents, if you could go back that far. How important mm-hmm. is it for us to know our family's history of distress. Very important because it it puts it in context. I think a lot of times when they came out of Jim Crow, they wanted to forget a lot of that because they, you know, they was hoping that they could put it behind them. But these things tend to travel. And I I had a great aunt, and I found out recently she bled out because they wouldn't let her in the white-only hospital. But I just found Mm -hmm. that out recently. And Mm -hmm. I had another great uncle he went hunting with white people and never came back. Mm-hmm. Of course, there was nothing they could do about that. So there's a whole lot of things that's going on that they just put behind them. They didn't want 
to burden us with, but it still comes through because you having trauma that you have not really addressed, and that trauma is going to come out somewhere. That's why so you see people that they're drinking and you're doing a whole lot of heavy drinking, a whole lot of heavy promiscuous activity, drugs. That has a basis somewhere. But because we refuse to acknowledge that the trauma even happened, how are we going to heal the trauma when we don't even want to acknowledge that it took place? And that's a lot of what the problem is. Because if somebody does something to me and I just hold it in, I have to let it out somewhere, and that's what's going, been going on in our family. So I, I, and I mean, I'm the only person I'm hearing about these two incidents that I didn't even know happened in my family. And I'm sure everybody has a similar story. I know with so me, I'm and sure it doesn't matter. played out somewhere in family, but, you know, it was kind of far back, like a great aunt, I think it was, and a great uncle, but two different sides of the family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know, I mean, it happens to various families. When I was asked that question, I looked at my wife, and she said, <laughs> she said, well, my family, I know drinks a lot. And that's just, a you know, mm-hmm. activity that, that is out in the open. And when I thought about yeah. my family, and it doesn't matter what your status is in life, because um, my family professionally pretty much were educators. So they were looked mm. upon as, you know, people in the community who had some status and, 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 and whatnot. And, and so I asked my mother, and she was one of 12, my aunts and uncles, and I was like, yo, mom, I'm trying to get some idea of what's, you know, what's our family history of distress. Anybody, you know, had any? You know, mental challenges. He said, "Boy, everybody in our family is on some kind of psychotropic medication or some type of physical medicine." I said, "You know, in other words, you telling me we all lit." <laughs> and I had no idea because you know all I knew was Aunt So and So was the elementary school teacher, Uncle So and So was a you know middle school, high school teacher. You know, and and respectable stations in life. However, that was a trait that they kept hidden from me as a child. And here I am now raising children, and I still had no idea of the history. Not to mention that my mother and 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 many of my aunts were very light skinned, and only to find out I'm a I'm a grown man. I got my own children. One day I'm sitting around the table in the in the kitchen. And the aunts are just talking freely, but they tell me how their grandparents were raped, you know. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, it's just coming out. Ain't that something? Yeah. It's just coming you know out. We are all victims of something. We've all been traumatized generationally by something. We, You can't live in America as a black person and escape. Family is the highest function family. You got to go out the door sooner or later. You got to go to school. And so we have to, we're so traumatized, and we've lived with the trauma so long, we don't even know that we're mentally ill. Right. Right. I had an elder tell me one time, we forgot that we forgot. Mm-hmm. So look, Sister Lorraine, it's 555. Uh, Brother Rudolph, if you have any uh, statements, I, I'm through. I, I just thank a lot for you, Sister Lorraine, that you blessed us with your yes, presence yes, this, this evening. And we pray a lot our listening audience was able to take the jewels that you shared with us. So if Brother Rudolph has some closing remarks or questions, we certainly want to give you an opportunity to close out as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
And may Allah bless you and your family. Give your son, you know, the scientist, my best regards. You know, we sat at Brother Office House talking about that periodic table. He blew my mind with that. And I can see I was blowing his just by asking that question. Yes, sir. Sister Lorraine, your book. Your book. Where yes, can sir. someone get a copy of your book at? Amazon.com. And what is the name of your book? Black Integration of Failed Social Experiments. We definitely want to get okay. that book for real, for yes, real. Yes. Yes. But I'm just Black Integration of Failed Social Experiments. Yes, sir. A failed social experiment. Yes. Amazon.com. You heard it, family. You on Amazon ordering everything else. Order that book. Order it today. <laughs> Sister Lorraine, you have any closing yes. remarks for us? Well, not closing. Mm-hmm. Let's say pausing because we got to have you back for part three. That's yes, right. sir. The only thing I can possibly say to you is that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is the solution to the problem. All these other people who are standing around thinking they could pick somebody to be a leader, once God gives you a leader, you don't have any other choice. Everybody else is just standing around doing master's business. If you really want to be free, you are to focus on the most Honorable Elijah Muhammad and, of course, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. That's where freedom lies. No other person can get us free but the gods. Yes, ma'am. Beautiful. I said I wasn't going to say anything else, Brother Rudolph, but I have to direct the people to the swan song, February 27th. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan saved this day message. February 27th, brothers and sisters, from Chicago, Lord willing, inshallah, we will hear the voice of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, which he's given us the title, The Swan Song. Brother Rudolph, thank you, brother. I love you. Love our listening audience. Sister Luray, love your family forever and a day. As-salamu alaykum. Yes, and in my closing remarks, I I just want to throw this out here really quickly. Yes, the pandemic from heaven. Yes, COVID-19. It's out here, people. It's not a joke. You must talk about the 800-pound elephant in the room with your children. Get them to understand this is not a hoax. It's not just something that's just made up, concocted to try and control people. It's real. It's God-inspired, but there's a lot of science behind it, too. So you need to be able to protect yourself. So remember that, um, you know, you can go to my survival immune store dot company site, and you can get a lot of help. But remember... There, uh, the Honorable Mr. Louis Farrakhan said there are 14, at least 14 different therapies out here mm-hmm. to deal with this COVID-19, and not one of them involves a vaccination. Not one of them. Don't believe the hype, as Public Enemy said. The vaccines are not a cure for COVID-19. If they were, then all of these people who are vaccinated and boosted wouldn't be positive with COVID-19. So that's right. running to get the jab, okay, 
uh, because the jab is not the answer, all right? But you do need to build your immune system. You do need to get your body system up and in good human order, restoring and protecting our immune or our body system. So you do need to to use Paximmune. You do need to get your ivermectin, your zinc, your doxycycline, your vitamin D3, your vitamin C, your hydrochloroquine, your quercetin, and your black cumin seed. You do need to get these into your system in the recommended amount for your daily allowance in order to keep your system up. But most of all, you need to wash your hands. You need to wear your mask. And you need to be aware of your distance. Social distancing, yes. Keep your distance away from people that you don't live with on a regular basis. Wear your mask when you're out of your house. And even when you're indoors, especially with those vaccinated and boosted people. And wash your hands, yes. Use your hand sanitizer. Keep your hands to yourself, as our parents used to tell us when we were coming in school, coming up in school. These are ways that you can help, help to protect yourself um, in this time that we are living in. So I'm going to end it with that. Sister Lorraine, thank you. Love you, sis. Love you more than you'll ever know. Brother Yusuf, love you. Thanks to our engineers, Sister Yvette, Brother uh, Forrest. Brother Jason, thank you for providing an avenue for us to come to the people every week. And telephone, tell a friend, come back again next Friday, every Friday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. right here on Black Hole, W-H-O-L-E, radio, 563-999-3089, press 1 to speak live. And we will see you right here again, if it be the will of God, next Friday, same time, same place. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum salam. sir.
And 
you know my living With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.